0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Allie on the Allie McGee Podcast, and I am here with a super special guest. Her name is Jacqueline Thomas, who is not only an amazing individual, she's a leader and advocate for women. She attended Grand Canyon University and graduated from the Honors College with a degree in business management. She currently holds a title for Miss Arizona 2019 and is a founder of Lady Leaders Empower. Her organization is committed to creating mentorships that encourage, elevate, and empower young women so that they can not only dream big, but fulfill those dreams. She's truly a master of her craft and has a bright future ahead of her. I'm so excited to see where she goes. Tune in to hear more about her Miss America journey, her why behind starting Lady Leaders in Power, and how pageantry has helped her create connections, confidence, and courage long after the competition is over. Stay tuned. Hey guys, what's up? It's Allie on the Allie McGee podcast, and I am here with Jacqueline Thomas, who is a dear friend of mine. We actually met back at Grand Canyon University in college, and I'm so grateful that we stayed connected over the years and we could jump on and kind of share a bit more about your experience and your knowledge and all these great things that you have to offer. I'll kind of let her introduce her um, herself and her background because she's been doing some amazing things and she's just absolutely killing
1: the game. So we'll just kind of jump right into it. Thanks for coming on the show, Jacqueline. Hi, Allie. Thanks so much for having me. I am a huge fan of everything that you're working on and your goals with health and skincare and fitness and everything so I'm really excited to be on the show I love that yes
0: I'm so excited to have you because I just I literally couldn't wait to pick your brain about everything um so oh, we'll you're just, so sweet yeah we'll just jump right into it um so how about you share with us a little bit about your background education background in pageantry how you first got involved
1: yes So like you said, we met at Grand Canyon University. Um, I graduated from the Honors College in Business Management back in the spring of 2017. So three years ago um, this month, actually today, today is the date. Wow, I just, it's the 27th. How cool is that? (laughs) I love that. They graduate so early. It always, it blows my
0: mind. April, isn't that wild?
1: They do. I think it's partially because we don't, I think we have, like, less breaks than Yeah, Heather, yeah. Because they're a private school, so they can just be on whatever schedule they want to be on. On their own terms. <laughs> yes, but I love my time at Grand Canyon University. The Honors College was integral to making my time there beneficial. Um, a lot of my good friends came from there, a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because of the Honors College, I got to work with some of the top professors and resources that the college had to offer. I found my lifelong um, mentor professor who is one of the heads of the history department over there who has been also integral in in my journey and helping me accomplish my goals. His name is Dr. Dean. He was actually highlighted on the national broadcast of Miss America. No way. And Yes. um, Just because of a picture and like a blurb that I sent in that they, they just pulled from all of us contestants and my entire time, That I was at Grand Canyon University, I competed for the title of Miss Arizona. Mm -hmm. I competed in my first local um, when I was 18 years old, the week of my freshman year, or the first week of my freshman year at GCU. Um, I had no idea what I was getting into, but I fell in love with the program. And over the course of the next six years, I competed for Miss Arizona and finally won, this last summer in June of 2019.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. That's so, cool. like, to me the things that you were doing in college are just mind-blowing because here I was over <laughs> just being your classic college student and you were just so disciplined and determined to, you know, do all these things that take a ton of practice and, you know, learning and studying and skills and it's just, it blows my mind. That's so cool,
1: oh my oh, gosh, oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I think that hindsight is always 20-20, but I am very happy with my undergrad experience. Mm -hmm. I think that as we get older, we learn how to be more productive and more efficient and better with time management. But I definitely made the most out of my time at Grand Canyon. Like I had an internship every single year, sometimes more than one a year. I worked. I also held a local Miss Arizona title every year. Um, And I don't know, I didn't do a lot of the typical college student things but i have no regrets about that yeah uh you didn't coming
0: from a normal college student
1: you didn't (laughs) work out on much or anything (laughs) at all
0: don't sweat (laughs) that's awesome so most of my audience including myself don't fully understand what the miss america program and pageant kind of stands for Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the organization and what that entails
1: yes Miss America is one of the longest American traditions um, she she the organization is a hundred years old this year. It was originated back in nineteen twenty one and it's it's a nonprofit and each girl has a little bit of a different spin on it, but essentially her place is as a role model in the America Society and to advance the issue of her social impact initiative, which is different for every girl, and also to support the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is Miss America's national philanthropy. So as in order to compete in Miss America, you have to fundraise money and work with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Every single state has a specific Children's hospital that is in partnership because these hospitals are fully funded by donors. They're, um, it doesn't have to do, long story short, the parents don't have to pay when they go to these hospitals. Yeah. And that is an amazing experience to be a part of. Um, teaches you a lot about life, especially when you're with children who are terminally ill mm-hmm. and you can make their day by coming in with a sparkly crown and a sash. Oh my and um, another huge thing about Miss America is that it's your social impact initiative. Mm. So mine is called lady leaders, encouraging, elevating and empowering the next generation. And lady leaders was established as an LLC a couple of years back. And it, I host panels um, with women from the private sector to, Um, government in all different fields and they impart their advice to the next generation and it also lays the foundation for one-to-one mentorship programs, which I'm super passionate about. Whoa, I love that. Holy
0: cow. Oh my gosh, you're literally the coolest. I didn't know that it was an (laughs) LLC. That's amazing.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: You've been working. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Like how amazing does it feel to like start your own like business? Isn't that so cool? It is cool. Um, as a Miss America title holder, everything that we do is under a 501c3 status. Mm. So as the title holder, whether you're a local state or national title holder, you're technically not allowed to like make money off of Mm. the work that you do or the money has to go to the organization. But the thing that's different about my social impact initiative is no one else that I was competing with in the state of Arizona had established their business or had established their social impact initiative as a business. Whoa. And that kind of set me apart. And also, this was something that I created back in high school. It wasn't just a project that I came up with because I was competing in a pageant, which is sometimes typical of contestants. Um, Yeah. And I wanted this to be sustainable long after my time in the Miss Arizona organization. So that's why I established it as an LLC. And I hope to do much, much more with it in the future than um, kind of what I can do with it right now. Yeah. Whoa, that's so cool. Wow. A high school project turned into like this. Like, isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yes. So I wasn't allowed to be student body president of my high school because I was a girl and the opportunity, yes, um, this was just eight years ago. Um, what? And I literally leadership. shook. <laughs> yes, and the leadership opportunities and resources and mentors were just really um, aimed at the boys and the males. Mm-hmm. And the highest position I was afforded in student government was secretary. So I went to all these meetings as a secretary with an all male like board members like the student government all the way up to the top um, faculty and administrators were all males the years, the two years that I was student body secretary and I was the only female and I was the secretary. I wasn't allowed to sit at the table or contribute. I could only take notes and yeah, it was insane. So out of that lady leaders was born um, to provide girls with the mentors, tools and resources that they need to be successful. Because I just thought this is not right. This is not the world that we no. live in. Everyone like deserves school. equal opportunities. Yes. Right. Um, and then that idea was really I can't think of the word that I need. I'm sorry, you're gonna probably need to edit this. No, it was really not. it was really encouraged by some of the women that I met at Grand Canyon University. One book that was really integral to the start of this my freshman year was called Lean In by Sheryl Sandsberg. I love that book. <laughs> it's so good. She also has Lean In for Graduates, um, mm. which talks a little bit more – it's a little bit more in-depth than in Lean In, and it goes specifically mm. into, like, negotiating your salary mm-hmm. and – how to dress professionally in the office. So just kind of more tangible tools than like a a general overview of why women should be in all leadership positions. Yes. And the associate dean of the Honors College, who is still there today, she gave me whatever advice and opportunities that I needed to further lady leaders, whether it was like a classroom to lead a meeting, to get, gain public speaking advice, or Um, There were a couple of times that they let me host Lady Leader Leader panels at GCU, and it's just, like, grown into this really big thing, and this year, um, in the spring, I was actually invited to be the keynote speaker of the Honors Banquet, and that was, like, the highlight event of this year, because I was just, like, I've made it. (laughs) I've made it for GCU. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh,
0: forget all these other titles. You just made it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I had no freaking clue. Holy cow. That's, that's amazing. Like here you turn something that other people would just have been like, okay, like they might've settled for. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I'll turn this into an opportunity to help others. Cause I love that you realize this isn't okay. Cause like, oh, yeah, I think in, um, I think 13% of women holds executive administrative leadership positions in healthcare. So to me, that's just disgusting and not like, I want it to be like 50 or more, you know? Right. Um, like it's gotta be, we just haven't had the opportunity. So it's so crazy that here just a few years ago in that high
1: school, you saw that for your very eyes. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing too is I went to a private high school, Mm. but I've heard about this happening in public high schools here in Arizona um, Mm. within the last couple of years. So this is, this is still happening. Yeah. Like it's like,
0: unfortunately it's too like regular and like routine almost to see it.
1: For sure, and I mean, it's not just in the classroom. Like, it still happens in fields that are male-dominated, like the legal field, Mm. um, journalism, healthcare, things like Mm -hmm. that. Whoa, yes, but it's, yes, but I mean, I've always been careful of how I frame it because, you know, there's a lot of different movements going on with like Me Too and like different waves of feminism. And I always want to be associated with a narrative of being empowering and giving tangible tools and resources and mentors so that girls can take personal initiative and achieve that for themselves, you know, by surrounding themselves with the right people. Yeah. No, I love that.
0: Wow. You're going to, you're like just getting started too. Like you're off to, you're going to do some great things. I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: So I know it takes a special kind of mindset to go after these competitions and achieve the things that you have. Um, with n- a lot of people don't understand what you do or what you go after. So how do you kind of drown out the noise and keep your eyes on the prize to go after these big goals?
1: So in order to compete for Miss America, there's a variety of steps and things that you need to do to qualify for example, you have to win your local title to Mm -hmm. compete for your state. So a city like Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, Maricopa County, Mm -hmm. um, and then all the locals compete for state and all the states compete for Miss America. Mm -hmm. And essentially what you do at each level to compete is the same. There's just more at stake and more intense the higher up the level you go.
0: Oh, okay. So what is, I guess, backtrack,
1: what does a competition entail? Are there different like pieces to it? Okay. Yes. So there are four main parts of competition, okay. formerly five, um, because within the last two years, Miss America took the swimsuit out of the competition. Oh, interesting. Um, so that was a huge part um, of the competition. Um, so working out your fitness, your health, your diet, um, interview, where they say the pageant is won and lost. You mm-hmm. turn in Two main pieces of paperwork, um, a resume and an essay on your social impact initiative explaining the work you've done and why your social impact is the perfect partnership for whatever title you're going for. Mm -hmm. Um, Talent is the next highest, so that requires a lot of discipline and focus to Mm -hmm. practice that. I'm a classical piano player. and amazing, guys. She's absolutely (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, evening gown, which is my personal favorite, Mm. which now you have to talk in evening gown. So, stay whether it's saying a statement about your social impact initiative or answering an on stage question, and then there's the whole thing of the right dress, walking, mindset, and then, um, last but not least, on stage question versus your social impact pitch. So, it's really focused around public speaking poise, confidence, and the quantitatable work that you've done with your social, social impact initiative in a glamorous dress.
0: <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Cause like, I know so many people who haven't even done anything and then you got to
1: go do that in a cute dress. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't you know, in like Lulu's?
1: <laughs> right. Anything that men can do, women can do in heels. Big facts. Oh my gosh. I love that. Holy cow. Um, so
0: this is a very complex pageant, you know, a very complex, um, competition that you're going, uh, after. How do you stay so diligent to the work that has to be done? Cause there's, to me, I'm like, Whoa, this is a plateful, And you're just doing this all while you're in college. You're probably a full-time student, you know, taking these hard classes. How do you kind of keep like tunnel vision through it all?
1: The number one thing I would say is that you have to make a choice for what you want your life to look like. Mm. So I didn't, I didn't grow up doing pageants. I Mm. grew up knowing what Miss America was and watched it on TV with my mom here and there, but I never knew that it was possible to get involved until I went to junior high with someone who won Miss Arizona, which is initially Mm. how I got involved. And I think that my freshman year of college was a little bit of an exploratory year. Mm. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, how I wanted to get there. I know what things I liked, but they were kind of in conflict with what my major was. Um, but there were two main people that really helped me stay the course. My dad, He we made an agreement that if my, I kept my major in business and didn't change it and graduated within four years on time, he would provide The resources for me to be able to do other things. Mm. So for example, um, I did internships that were with nonprofits, political and legal most of the time, and they weren't paid. So that was our agreement. And that really helped me stay the course. And I grew to love my business major. I would like to get a JD MBA in the future. That's how much Mm -hmm. I ended up loving it. Mm -hmm. And then my mentor professor, who I mentioned earlier, he saw the potential in me that I didn't see Mm. And myself, and I think it's so important to have those mentors early on. Mm. And by the first time that I did miss Arizona, I could see and formulate what I wanted to create my life to be, and how these experiences, even if you never win, if you prepare properly and put in the dedicated time and focus, can get you further in so much where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and I, I made. After I competed that first year, I made a choice when I went back to school in the fall that I was going to be very diligent about my time, who my friends were, what I poured my energy into, mm. and my focus and discipline just continued to grow ever from that point. And obviously, every year it got a little bit more tight, a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit elevated until yeah. I eventually.
0: sorry it broke up just then sorry and then until you're eventually what oh until i eventually won miss Arizona (gasps) yes i know i didn't want to miss that part that's amazing (laughs) like that's crazy like i'm It's crazy how I think important it is to have a good mentor who sees it in you before you do yourself. Because I've had people like that in my life as well, where they almost like pull it out of you because I think maybe it's like our confidence isn't there. And we also haven't experienced that much of life. Absolutely. We can do the things that we are capable of.
1: That's so true. And I think it's so, it's so important to surround yourself with people like that. Ooh, that leads me right into my next
0: question for you. So how, is, how important is it to have an inner circle of uh, friends and individuals and family members who actually get what's going on?
1: I think it's so important, but at the same time, I don't think that you should expect other people to understand what your dream is. Mm-hmm. So after I made the choice to get really serious about pursuing my goals for, it was a combination of... And, you know, getting my degree, winning Miss Arizona and extracurricular activities, which were mostly political internships. Yeah. Um, my circle got smaller and smaller yeah. because people don't realize what it takes to actually be successful in these different fields mm. and discipline focus. And I think that was a little bit hard when I was younger, but now that I am older and almost done with my time as Miss Arizona, looking back, I can see that that was all worth it. And yeah. I, I think that everything in life comes in seasons, and you have to be aware of what season you're in, whether it's a building phase or whether it's like um, a networking phase or like grow your friend or like depending on how intense the goal is that you're working towards. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what your question was. I'm so sorry.
0: No, um, just like how important it is to have an inner circle of people who, you know, understand. I love that. I truly believe like you got to be in it for yourself and not really, some, you need some support, but you also got to drown out
1: the noise of other people because they won't understand. Absolutely. So when I think about the time that I made the choice when I was a sophomore to who I am now, mm-hmm. I have a completely different life and friend group and everything. Yay. And I just had a couple of key people that yeah. got it, that yeah. got where I was headed and um definitely had to cut a lot of people out. Yes, And I don't mean that in a negative or mean no. way. It's just like yeah. some people are not good for you in a particular season. And yeah. sometimes that can even be like your parents or if you had like maybe not a super great relationship with one of your siblings or something like my parents were super supportive but they still don't know quite how much work it was for me to win yeah. Miss Arizona you know because yeah. they're not in the day-to-day like nitty-gritty doing it
0: yeah like you're in the trenches like doing all the work and you're right I think some people I heard this quote of uh that people come into your life for seasons reasons and a lifetime. So yes, I think there's people can come into your life for all different reasons, but it's hard. I think it was hard for me when I had to start like not cutting people off, but letting people go and not giving so much of my time away. Absolutely. Because I was focused on, you know, starting a business, doing these things. And it was my goal and dream. And they still want to go do all the things that we used to do of like, just hang out and chill. I was like, there's no time to chill. Like I'm busy like building these like towards this life that I want to live. Um, absolutely. So I think it's, I think friends and family are the hardest ones to, you can kind of explain it to them, but they won't
1: always get it. I think. Absolutely. (laughs) One of my favorite pastors, he said something, how people will notice when you've changed Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, what's wrong with you? You've changed or like you're stuck up. And he said, I'm not stuck up. I'm just up. You're down. <laughs> and I think that's so true because I think you and I can both relate to having that experience of people that just don't get it. And you know what? That's okay. Not everyone has to get it.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like, I know that I used to be such a people pleaser that I would, I would feel bad and guilty that I couldn't hang out with them all the time or do all these things. But at one point you just kind of let it go and you drop it and you're like, I'm still moving along. Like it's okay that I don't have all these people. Like I've got my tight-knit circle like with me and they're hanging with me and they'll be there. So I think it's hard, but in the long run, like it's always worth it.
1: Oh, absolutely. One well, why would you want people around you that are not like in your close inner circle that are not heading the same direction and kind yeah. of have the same values that you do as well?
0: Yes, because I think I love the quote of it's like your top five Friends and who you surround yourself with are your average. Like you're an average of those people, so you gotta make sure that those people are exactly what you want to see out of life. So like, high class, high, successful, you know, good mindset. Go in in the direction that you are because it's it's too much when they're not. Because like five isn't a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like Absolutely. it is a, it is a very t- teeny tiny number. Um, so how have the skills, knowledge, discipline, and mindset that you've developed over these years helped you outside of pageantry?
1: I always say that everything about pageantry is applicable to real life, except for the literal crown and sash, Mm. because I don't think your office manager would appreciate you wearing a crown at the office. And, but all this, all the skills that you develop and gain through the time of competing, like time management internal motivation, self-discipline, personal growth, like learning about yourself, why you believe what you believe, like growing your self-image, growing your confidence, and then like really awesome skills that can be applicable to business, like PR, um, marketing campaigns, Mm -hmm. fundraising, social media, networking, event planning, public speaking. All those are skills that help give you – an edge to your peers, yeah. Um, like a lot, and I think that's a lot of people don't know that about Miss America title holders. And I mean, I'm partial because this is the system that I've always yeah. competed in. But I think that Miss America is the gold standard for pageants. Like the goal is to get to the Miss America stage because those yeah. girls' interview skills and public speaking skills top notch, top notch, and they outbeat every other competitor every time. Yeah. Whoa, that's –
0: I love that because here I'm having to learn all these skills, like, on my own or figure out, like, what to do and how to do it. And these things just have come natural to you and put you, like, 18 steps ahead because you've already had to do them for so long just you know, market yourself. So right. I think that's amazing. Um
1: I don't think that they've come natural. Um I've had a lot of work with Yeah, you yes. <laughs> yeah. a lot of work with coaches, with interview coaches, um, my mentors, faith based coaches, like it's yeah. been it's been a commitment to completely transform myself from the inside out. And I'm yeah. so grateful for this experience. Even if I had never won Miss Arizona, um, I put on my, my biggest Lady Leaders panel two weeks before I won Miss Arizona mm. it was at after that event that I had this feeling that I think when you compete for so long, girls are searching for of like, I just want to feel like Miss Arizona. Like I'm capable, yeah. I'm ready, even if I never win. And I had that feeling for the first time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, if I, I never win, even after six years of doing this, it's all been worth it because I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. Giving back to the community, Um, it's doing exactly what I wanted it for my resume and networking. And I've become the woman I've always wanted to be. So I was just, I was just very at peace going into the the competition. Yeah. And it's typically that year that you're okay with not winning that you win.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm, I love that. And look what happened. You won, you killed it. (laughs) That's like, that's so amazing. And then where
1: were, where was the Miss America competition? Was that in New York? You said? This year, it was in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. The Mo- okay. Yeah, the Mohegan Sun Casino. It was a brand new venue and competition outline. Mm. We, my class was the first class to compete with this 2.0 sort of thing. Mm. Um, I don't think that how the competition went this year, mm. excuse me, is how it will stay, mm. especially with the current environment that we're in. Everything is yeah. pushed back. Um, yeah. and uncertain
0: yeah but
1: yeah it was a great experience um I'm bonded with my Miss America sisters for life because yeah. no one else really understands what it's like to or be. To through, yeah you're part of this community that
0: is very elite in what you do like that's <laughs> so awesome that's so cool Wow. Thank you. Amazing. Um, So do you have any tips and tricks for individuals who are looking to go after big goals and dreams, but might not have the support or even resources um, to do so? Like, where would you kind of start?
1: Oh, that is such a good question. I really think that it starts with making a decision because if you can't, uphold your word to yourself, why would you uphold it for anyone else? Mm. And that has to do with your character and your integrity. And I think it starts, that decision starts with like getting all your ducks in a row in your life, like mm. everyday things, like making your bed every morning, sticking to a morning routine, a schedule, making sure that you're working towards your fitness and mental health goals. Yeah. I think that you have to make a decision to start those things before you can work on the bigger goals.
0: Yeah, cuz like you have to be right before you can go step out into the world and help others, I feel.
1: Right, exactly. Mm. So when before I won Miss Arizona last summer in 2018, I was second runner up, I was a double prelim winner, one of the top fundraisers. Mm. And I didn't really have a director that could guide me or coach me in the right direction. I did a ton of self-study and Mm -hmm. I just looked at the other girls that had done well in the competition and, Mm -hmm. and saw, okay, what do they have that I'm lacking? Yeah. And like, what do I need to work on? And I think that this concept applies no matter what field you're in. So now for example, when I'm looking for like at the next goal, um, at, like, some of my favorite news anchors or yeah. lawyers, I'm looking at okay, what did they do in between where I am and where they are to get to where I'm going? And there's so many free resources out there now. Like, I use social media as a networking guide, probably more so now than just like fun. Yeah. And oh, yeah. LinkedIn is your best friend. YouTube, Pinterest. You can, like, Google anything these days, do self study, journal, read books. And I think that that's what made the difference in yeah. my competition because I didn't have necessarily like the right title or the right director. I just- You made it. Worked, right. And I just worked harder than everyone else because I know that I cannot work everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like if anything, I think when you do the small things day to day and you take care of those things,
0: like the big picture, it eventually takes care of itself.
1: Absolutely. And I think you have to be realistic about your goals, not mm-hmm. as in don't dream big, because I would never tell someone that whatever they, they dream of or want to accomplish mm-hmm. is too big. People have told me that about different things. I feel like my entire life, and it's a little bit frustrating because it's like, you don't know me, you don't know how hard I've worked and how much I've sacrificed to get where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that just does a disservice to people. Why would you ever, why would you not want to just empower them in what they want to do? Agreed. I'm like, if it's ethical and legal, like, I'm all about it. Go after
0: your biggest dream, you know? (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. I love that you mentioned sacrifice. This will kind of be our last question, but are there sacrifices that you have to make to achieve these dreams? Because I know that you have had to make a lot of sacrifices in your life to get to where you are today. I think people want, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They can't, like keep working towards these massive goals while still
1: living this life that they have always lived, if that makes sense. Right. Yes, I have sacrificed a lot, Oof, a lot of things. And now that I'm getting towards the end of my time as Miss Arizona, I've been thinking about this even more. But I think that when you think about sacrifice, you should change your perspective on it. So for example, I sacrificed in quotes, like, hanging out with friends or developing a relationship or yeah. like going to bed late because I had to get up early and go, go work out. And I sacrificed cake, which is funny that you yeah. brought up that saying, <laughs> literally like my favorite food in the world, my weakness.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but to me, those things, they are a sacrifice in hindsight, but they get me to living the life that I want to live. So in the end, I think, I think that all the sacrifices I've made have been totally worth it. I love that. I agree. Because
0: I think you think it's a sacrifice in the moment because you can't do it, but really it's getting you to where you want to be quicker, faster, and um, living the life that you always want. Like you're just, you can't stay the same and get to where you want to be at the same time. Like you've got to give something up. And I think people want to give too much up all right away I think if it's in small manageable chunks it makes it a little easier and I think it comes back to all like what your goals are and you have to be I think change is hard for a lot of people as well so absolutely so no, that's so true being okay like change like what what's that quote like change is the only constant and so being able to be okay with changing your environment and your life is, I think, huge. Um,
1: I, I agree. And I think that your mindset surrounding all of that is so big too. Because when I think about sacrifice some people think of that in negative terms, but I think about other qualities like patience, self-control, like mm-hmm. denying self, like what is the best decision for this moment. And as you chip away at it in chunks, those sacrifices get bigger and bigger. Yeah, And sometimes you can feel them. For example, when you are like just about to hit your big goal, like whether it's a marathon or a job promotion or Miss America, you feel all the sacrifices at that one time. But slowly building up to that just develops so much character that Mm -hmm. I think it's always worth it. I love that.
0: Whoa, this, uh, this episode has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you, Allie. Yes, I can't wait to get this out and share it with the people because there's so much good content here. So I super appreciate you being a guest on the show. We'll have to get you on another time.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you.
0: Hey guys, wasn't that an awesome episode? If you loved it, go give the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and drop a comment. I'd love to hear from y'all. We'll